Are we ready to open next month? I think so. You think so? Well, it's complicated. Fire protection, first aid supplies, uniforms, safety training, mat services. Oh, and restroom supplies. So uncomplicated. Call Sent Us. They'll handle all of it. Wow. One company can handle all that? That's not very complicated. So, you'll be ready? Oh, we'll be ready. Oh, I'm ready! Learn how CentOS can help you get ready for the workday. Visit CentOS.com. Hey, folks. It is Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Uh, checking in for episode 40 on the Locked on Bucks podcast here. Uh, sorry if you guys were expecting this Friday morning. Uh, it's been a newsy couple hours for me. Uh, so it's about 1 o'clock Friday afternoon as I... Uh, Take a minute to record this. Uh, right around 8 this morning, uh, got news that Austin Safarian Jenkins, the uh, Bucks' third-year tight end, uh, had been arrested in Tampa early this morning on a DUI charge, uh, driving under the influence, uh, as well as another misdemeanor charge for uh, violating the interlock ignition restriction device. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins had a, a previous DUI in Washington, uh, Washington State, when he was in college in 2013 and pled guilty to that. And as part of that, uh, was required to have a, a device on any car he drives that he has to blow into and establish that he hasn't, uh, doesn't have a, an alcohol level above the legal limit before the car will start. Uh, and the car he was driving, uh, when he was arrested was not equipped with that. So that's a violation of that. Uh, so a busy morning was over at the uh, jail for a couple hours, uh, waiting for his release. Uh, he was released, on bond on a $750 bond at about 12:20 this afternoon. Uh, so this obviously is a, is a big deal. This changes things a lot on a lot of different levels. The Bucks uh, practiced at about 10:20 uh, this morning. Got in like an hour and a half of practice. Uh, so wild to think that, regardless of the DUI, that Austin Jenkins was out driving, uh, and, and again uh, by. Sobriety tests, uh, police say, was impaired uh, at 3.42 in the morning, what would be, I don't know, less than seven hours before his final practice before the Bucks' first home game of the season. Uh, the big question you'll want to know is uh, what's going to happen to Austin Spring Jenkins. Uh, and, and by the time you listen to this, uh, by the end of the day Friday here, th- we could very well have an answer on that. Uh, the question is, is probably more anything else is, is whether he gets outright waived before this game on Sunday. Uh, it seems very doubtful he would play. Um, from a long-term standpoint, uh, a DUI arrest constitutes a violation of the NFL's substance abuse policy, which uh, if it were a conviction or an admission of guilt on his end, that's a two-game suspension right there. Um, there's additional language that says the commissioner can extend that uh, penalty uh, at his discretion if there are previous uh, prior prior arrests, prior convictions, as Safari as Jenkins has. Uh, so he, he's put himself in a bad position here. You know, this is something where uh, we had dealt with Austin Spring Jenkins this spring, uh, getting kicked out of an OTA practice by Dirk Cutter. Uh, you know, earlier uh, in preseason, had him, you know, it was news when he wasn't working with the starting lineup, uh, had worked his way back into kind of a split role, uh, and had played kind of sparingly in these first two games. I think, obviously, Austin had the uh, 30-yard touchdown in the Bucks win against Atlanta, there was a big catch, uh, but really hadn't played a ton of snaps. Uh, even this past week in Arizona, when Luke Stocker went down, uh, Cameron Bray kind of picked up more of the blocking aspect of things, even though Austin's a much bigger tight end. Uh, 
So anyway, uh, again, just the, the basic details here. Uh, Austin's Ferry Jenkins was uh, pulled over by Florida Highway Patrol uh, at 3.42 this morning. Uh, said he was doing between 75 and 80 miles an hour in a 55, uh, getting on 275 southbound, um, and uh, I guess was changing lanes uh, dangerously enough that he cut off uh, an FHP trooper in a marked car um, and was weaving erratically between lanes. Um, the usual language, the, these DUI arrests kind of all sound a lot alike. So the officer observes uh, the smell of alcohol, uh, bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, uh, said he was agitated, actually, which is not usual language for this, but said he was agitated, um, declined to submit to a blood alcohol test, a breathalyzer test, if you will. In the state of Florida, when you do that, it's essentially an admission of guilt when you won't uh, submit to a blood alcohol test. Obviously, uh, an attorney can get you out of that if things go right. But as a general rule, it's an admission of guilt when you refuse to submit to a blood alcohol test. Uh, there already is video out there uh, of this uh, roadside uh, traffic stop showing him kind of wobbly, doing the, uh, the walk one foot after another, and then kind of raising his hands as if annoyed at the officer. Uh, they also posted a video of him going through as he was getting booked at the uh, Orient County Jail here this morning. Uh, I was there when he walked out, uh, kind of made eye contact with me, nodded, but did not say anything. Uh, asked him if he wanted to talk. There were two or three TV cameras there as well. Uh, did not say a word. Didn't even say no thanks or no comment. Just didn't say a word. Stepped into a sedan and was off. Um, so again, I'm sure he will be talking to Jason Light and Dirk Cutter later today. And the main question uh, is just how severe the penalties are against him. Is this something where he's simply inactive on Sunday? Uh, to learn a lesson, or whether they're going to move on. They can certainly waive him, uh, promote a guy like Alan Cross or uh, Danny Vitale from the practice squad, uh, and move on from there. And by the time, uh, like I said, within a couple hours, that, that move could already be made. Um, they've got to kind of make a decision moving forward with him. I'm sure they'll want to talk to him, get all the details, make sure everything is as it's been reported. Uh, but again, it, it's fairly indefensible when you're out uh, allegedly drinking and driving at 345 the morning of a practice that you need to be at. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, there was another transaction this morning, actually. Uh, the Buccaneers, while they practiced this morning, announced that uh, Devontae Bond, the uh, rookie uh, sixth-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, who has yet to play, uh, has missed the last four weeks with a hamstring injury, uh, is going on injured reserve. Uh, so they have uh, signed back Josh Kyes, who they had waived on Monday, <laughs> and uh, brought him back. So Josh Kyes, again, is the fifth linebacker. He'll be very active on special teams on Sunday. Uh, Devontae Bond goes on IR. Just to be clear, that's not necessarily done for the year IR like it used to be. Uh, each NFL team has the right to pull one player placed on IR after the start of the season, after the first day of the season, uh, back off of what they call IR designated for return. Um, so he would have to... Uh, he wouldn't be able to practice until week nine, wouldn't be able to play until week 11. Uh, but if this is just a, a hamstring, uh, that would give him literally six, eight weeks to, to get himself back in shape, uh, could return and in theory play in the final seven games of this season. Uh, this is what happened with Charles Sims, his rookie year two years ago when he hurt his ankle, uh, was out first half of the season, came back and played the last, uh, I guess it was maybe six games for Charles that year. But, uh, you know, again, it's disappointing for the Bucks because they have a draft pick that they're going to get uh, nothing from in the first half of this season. But, uh, again, Josh Kais has kind of filled in on 
special teams. That's probably what they're going to do there. Uh, we'll be curious to see what other roster moves are made between now and Saturday at 4 p.m. when they have to set the 53-man roster. Uh, obviously, a lot of injuries, and we'll get an injury report later today, but the four guys that were hurt uh, in Sunday's loss in Arizona, Doug Martin, Luke Stocker, Robert Ayers, and Cecil Shorts, none of them have practiced at all this week. So uh, it's reasonable to think that all four of those are inactive on Sunday, uh, which means four people that usually are inactive will now be active, will actually dress on Sunday. Um, and those are fairly easy. I mean, Peyton Barber didn't dress last week. He will now dress as the number three running back to offset Doug Martin being inactive. That one's easy. Uh, you look at receiver. They have now signed uh, this week. They signed uh, Freddie Martino, who will be active as the fifth receiver uh, now that uh, Cecil Shorts is, is out with a hamstring. Uh, at defensive end, uh, Channing Ward is a guy who's been inactive, undrafted rookie from Ole Miss. Channing Ward will now probably be active as the fifth defensive end with Ayers inactive. And the only one you have left then is uh, Stocker. And, and tight end's a, a tricky position because now you have uh, Stocker hurt. Potentially, you still have Austin Sparing Jenkins on your roster. I would be very surprised if they let him play in a home game two days after getting a DUI in town and missing a practice. Uh, but don't know that for sure. Uh, but assuming that uh, ASJ isn't replaced entirely on the roster by one of these practice squad tight ends, you still could see them call up uh, Alan Cross or Danny Vitale and, and make a cut somewhere else just to have adequate depth. Because right now the only tight ends we know of that are healthy uh, and in the good graces of the Bucks are Cameron Brait and Brandon Myers. And in theory, you'd want to make sure uh, you have enough to have a third tight end, a three tight end set, uh, or just have depth in case one of those two tight ends goes down. So one way or another, either Austin Severin Jenkins or another tight end will, will be there as a third tight end on Sunday. Um, lots of things we, we really want to get to. I'm going to probably cut this pretty short today just because I'm still uh, catching up on things this morning. Um, you know, the Bucks obviously have a big, big game here uh, with their home opener, a game they're favored now by less than a touchdown against the Rams. Uh, it doesn't seem like there'd be a big difference between two and one and one and two, uh, but given that the Bucks' next two games, as we've mentioned, are at home against Denver and then at Carolina on a Monday night, two very difficult games against the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year, two of their toughest toughest remaining games on the schedule. So a win today lets them be two and one, gives them confidence in those two games, or even if they lost those two, they'll go into the bye week two and three. Uh, not quite as, as hard as if they lose four in a row and go into that bye week one and four. A lot can happen, as we've mentioned. But uh, big game, first one at home. Uh, a couple things we're writing about in the next two days here. Uh, big story on Aaron Donald, uh, the defensive tackle from the Rams, who's you know one of the best game-changing defensive tackles in the league, a pro bowler, a guy that's had 20 sacks in the last two years. Uh, talked to all the Bucks interior linemen about what it's like to prepare for him. Uh, they like the challenge of facing Aaron Donald. Uh, in talking to Joe Hawley, in talking to Ali Marquette, in talking to Kevin Pample, these are the games you get excited for as an offensive lineman. Guys with uh, games with uh, a top-tier, elite, challenging defensive line on the other side of the ball. So I think they've put a lot of time into trying to be as prepared, as cohesive a unit, as technically sound as they can be on Sunday, knowing that if they aren't, if they can't, first of all, even run the ball, 
uh, again, with a backup running back in Charles Sims. If they can't run the ball, that's going to set up third and long. That's going to allow the Rams to take that ridiculously talented defensive line and pin their ears back and just go after the quarterback in, in situations that they know are passing situations. So they need to be able to establish the run against a stout defensive tackle uh, like Aaron Donald, like Michael Brockers next to him. And, and then they also just need to be able to keep James Winston from getting hurt, from getting uh, sacked, from getting hurt. Uh, there's a lot of challenges to this Rams defense, and it, it really starts at the line of scrimmage with this front four. Um, so anyway, lots of talk about Aaron, Dan, Aaron Daniel, Donald, and uh, the Bucks have faced him in each of the last two years. Uh, as a rookie, he had his first NFL sack against the Bucks. Last year, didn't have a sack, but had five tackles and was certainly disruptive uh, in a Thursday night easy win for the Rams against the Bucks uh, late in the year. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about are these video boards. Uh, this is the first chance you guys probably, if you went to Raymond James Stadium in preseason, got to see the Bucks' new video boards. Uh, we're going to write about uh, just how neat the uh, coordination of all these boards. You have a huge video board in, on each end zone, and then you have these two tower corner boards, and they're all going to be linked. They're all going to work together. Literally, they'll have the capability to show a replay from three different angles in the same end zone, where you have one replay on the center screen, and then two different angles on each of the corner screens. These are all uh, ridiculously large high-def video boards. Uh, so really neat. They're going to have the, the ability to have like one video board playing off the other. So Gerald McCoy can be in one corner and say, hey, you guys got to come up over here. I got to hear you. And then Levante David's like, oh, no, you can't let them be the ones that are loud. I want to hear you guys over here. And, and literally have interplay between the video boards. It should be really neat to see. I think they... Uh, wowed you with the size of the video boards in the preseason, but didn't really uh, show all the cool bells and whistles in terms of these boards working together. Uh, they're going to show highlights from other games on these boards. They're going to have fantasy updates, uh, out-of-town scores, all kinds of cool things. Uh, social media posts from fans in the stands on Twitter, on Pinterest, uh, on Instagram, I should say. Uh, I don't think Pinterest is on there. I'm sorry. Instagram and uh and Twitter for sure. So anyway, lots of cool things to get to in that story. That'll be in Sunday's paper. Uh, just looking at the uh, the major, major renovations to the stadium, the surround sound, and, and how well these new video boards should work together uh, to kind of add to the fan experience. Uh, should be a good crowd. Uh, not sure exactly how much, but a big weekend too. Uh, USF FSU is on the same field Saturday at noon, uh, and then the Bucks go Sunday at four against, against Los Angeles. So anyway, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, just a busy day, and sorry not to get this podcast to you guys sooner, but I literally was uh, chasing down an arrest and then uh, hanging out at a jail waiting for a Bucks player to come out. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap everything up on Monday with a much more normal, early morning, uh, newsy wrap-up podcast on Monday talking about the Bucks home opener against the Rams. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will wrap things up for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.